0: This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It includes a wide variety of things across sports, academics, people and places. Yes, in Auburn, but all around the world. If you want to just put it down to the most finest things, it's all about sports. It's all about our culture it's all about our family. And because this is about the Auburn family, we need to always have one of the Auburn family members here on the show with me, my co-host for every single episode of the Auburn experience, Mr. Austin Scott, Austin, welcome and hang in there, buddy. Cause I know you are feeling it tonight.
1: War Eagle Kyle. Yeah. Feeling, uh, under the weather the last few days. Um, uh, but glad that we can still ha- get this done and uh, be on episode 15 of all things. And, uh, you know, it's, as sick of as I've been, it's been a pretty a calm week in the Auburn experience world, right? Like nothing big has been going on, nothing on nothing. the volleyball court, not on outside hires, nothing like that.
0: No social media controversies, nothing. No. I mean, it has just been the most quietest end to the football season and getting towards the fall uh, sports season ending overall that you could ever have. I mean – you know, gosh, the, well, actually, the only true thing that we're saying there is that soccer didn't have a great year and they've been done for a while, which is a shame. But wow. Uh, I mean, football and volleyball said, yeah, our season's ending. But boy, are we going to go out in fine fashion and have you guys talking about us? Um, so that, that's what we're really going to start off with tonight. Uh, yes, as we alluded to and hoped on episode 14 that we would be discussing was a coaching hire and yet we continued that awkward prom dance as we discussed it with Lane and everybody else. Hugh Freeze is your head coach. We're going to talk about that, but hold your horses because we got to talk about something else that we don't get to talk about a lot. And we've done some here, and here is, yet again, me taking responsibility for Auburn volleyball taking their first ever loss in the year. And I kind of vicariously feel like we caused them to lose this game as well because we've been giving them so much attention. Um, Austin, Auburn volleyball makes it to the second round. And I, I know most people are like, well, what is that big deal? Well, this is only the second time they've actually made the NCAA tournament. Upsetted, I always call it Crichton. It's Crichton or Creighton, Austin. Is it Crichton? Or Crichton? It's Creighton. Yeah, Creighton. I say, I say Crichton because of a crikey or something like that. That's what every time I think about <laughs> but they upset number four Creighton, uh, you know, they're the host team of that particular regional, however it functions there and uh, nearly took down yet another team in an upset fashion in Houston. I uh, had to go all the way to five sets. What an incredible run Austin.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And I feel like a lot of the times the statement I'm about to say gets used toward a team in a negative way but it really felt like Auburn was just happy to be there. Like you mentioned, the second time they've ever made the NCAA tournament in their history. Um, our friend Clint brought up, I thought an incredible point. It's really the only, the first time ever Auburn volleyball has worn the NCAA patch on their jerseys because the last time they made it, that wasn't even a thing happening yet. Like that's Leave how to that, man. <laughs> far, right. How far and few in between Auburn volleyball has made it to the NCAA tournament. So, they really were happy to be there, and then they go out in their first game in the host city, on the home court. They take them down, um, and it was just incredible to see. And man, I really thought they were going to get it done against Houston. Got up two sets to one, um, and just and just couldn't pull it off. And Houston is also a nationally ranked, incredible team, and they end up going to the round of sixteen. But um, what a year for Auburn and for Coach Brent Crouch. And for such a young team, we've talked about it uh, at length before about this volleyball team and how people need to jump on it now because they're young. And this kind of success is going to be what Coach Crouch expects from here on out. And so it's going to be really exciting. And what a fun, fun year for Auburn volleyball and for the Auburn family to kind of rally around a, a sport that people don't talk about quite as much.
0: Well, and, you know... I was about to say rightfully so that's not the correct way to say that there is something too that. You've got to give fans something to latch onto. And and this is not a dig at previous coaches and previous players and anything like that, but there really hasn't been a lot of like long-term sustained success. As we talked about, this is the second time they've been to the NCAA tournament, but here's the, again, the, the thing I will say about whether it's collegiate athletics, whether it's about pro athletes, whether it's, you know, tiddlywinks out there, you know, put something with successful Auburn people on top of it, and Auburn fans will show up in droves. I mean, we had a what I thought was a great crowd travel out to, um, was it Omaha, Nebraska that they were playing out in Austin? Yes, that's no right. Uh, great crowd. The cheerleading, or at least some of them, team decided to surprise them by showing up to cheer for them. I and mean, it was so nice to hear them on the broadcast out there, you know, having all, all that they do during, you know, any kind of sporting event, those type of cheers and stuff. Right. tiger walks. And they, you know, they weren't small tiger walks at the hotels as they would walk to the court for each of their matches. I mean, it was so cool to see Auburn fans throughout the season, but also for this tournament, really embrace this, whether you could be there or not. Because people that's all people were talking about last night. They said, you know what, forget these college football games. Auburn Volleyball is on TV right now in the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and when people mention Auburn, and, and we can credit Coach Bruce Pearl for kind of bringing this on, mention Auburn as an everything school, it doesn't necessarily mean that Auburn is everything, at everything they're the best or at everything they're winning championships. But at Auburn, unlike a lot of places, at, everything you're, at every sport, you're going to get support. And, and you're, you, we saw that up front and close and personal with volleyball. And um, it's really exciting. And, but I wish I could say it surprised me, but it doesn't, that Auburn people, like you said, when something happens, they latch on to it and they, and they fully support it with everything they've got. And so um, it was a reassuring moment, I think, in a week that was um, quite divided Mm -hmm. in a lot of areas for the Auburn family that even something as as small at Auburn comparatively is volleyball that we all got behind it. And then we all were excited to see Auburn succeed on the
0: national stage. It's such a great thing to watch the Auburn family continue. Like you talked about, it's not a surprise anymore. It's more about that's what's supposed to happen. And so when you continue to see it happen, it's just a reassurance of how awesome this family is. Do we have our weird – divided moments we displayed that this week but wow when we come together we come together and so proud of this team it is like you said it's a young team we're going to get to watch them grow up if they all choose to stay together uh here we are probably austin going to go from a time where correct me if i'm wrong it is free to get into volleyball games most of them right now if, if i'm not mistaken on that yeah
1: no that that's right that's how i understand it
0: We might be talking about a situation where you actually have to start paying to get in there. Now, that may be quite a bit of a step out. I get that it has to compete with, you know, football and everything else that's going on. But there's a lot of times that they've had some really good scheduling on football weekends. We might be talking about some really packed houses uh, for some volleyball matches next fall. And I cannot wait for it.
1: No, yeah. I mean, like you said, you and I both talked about the scheduling. Uh, and sometimes that's not as inopportune. that seems to happen with different sports and certain weekends at Auburn but I mean it I it wouldn't be something that would surprise me if we if we start seeing that interest in volleyball grow as much as it did gymnastics or as much as it did softball you know for a short period when they were contending for national championships and and how that's kind of had sustaining power and so Um, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And just hats off to that coaching staff and those girls for representing Auburn and competing so well. Uh, and I I hope they felt the love of the Auburn family this week and and throughout the season.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they did, uh, the way that people embraced them on social media, you know, in person, those that were able to travel, you know, it came across my desk for, you know, people that wanted to travel from the media out there. And I was like, has this ever happened before? to the you know invitations uh-huh. to come out there I'm like can i pull this off like if, if it wasn't you know in the middle of a bunch of crazy weeks here you know i probably would have gone in a heartbeat out there because how often in auburn's history do you get a chance to go into the ncaa tournament and watch that I mean, volleyball is a real fun sp- sport to especially in person to watch with all the spiky yeah. and stuff like that it's a it's a basketball like type of situation if i had to this is probably a poor description so please don't <laughs> don't make fun of me too man. it's almost like baseball meets basketball to me where you have a lot of situational things being set up and as soon as the ball is hit so to speak like you know in baseball with a bat but here with their hands it's all all bets are off you know things are just flying around and happening it's a really exciting sport and really excited to see auburn's future in it so congrats to uh, coach crouch congrats to these ladies the staff members everybody that's involved we are so proud of you guys can't wait to watch the rest of your future here in the next couple of years the thing that uh most people are wanting us to discuss on this show is the thing that we've been teasing since episode 13 that we finally be able to talk about it and uh, yes it's about a week old now so i think most people are like listening to this episode y'all acting like this is new news no we do a weekly show so we gotta you know catch things when we catch them and it would be just like auburn athletics to make the big announcement the day after we record wouldn't it
1: oh yeah and i mean we i think we even said on the show last week by the time you listen to this it's very well possible all of this is moot or all of this has already happened or all of this is now being finalized and that's about exactly what happened last week mid-morning i guess i can't really remember exactly what time but they sent out the or the it started breaking the press release went out uh i guess like five o'clock or something like that
0: feels about right right, yeah
1: and so not even 24 hours after we record uh auburn auburn finalizes their deal to hire hugh freeze as their next head coach
0: yeah it's uh something i think in the twist and turn nature of reports and i have this source and stuff like that that just kind of went all about every which way it could you know lane train all the way is what it sounded like and that came to a screeching halt uh seemed after the egg bowl and especially on i would say that kind of started turning on the iron bowl weekend or the actual day of the game as the game progressed and then by the next morning we started having real firm discussions about you know is Hugh freeze the guy then all the stuff that was discussed this this week on social media. So I got to ask, Austin, at the end of the day, are you shocked that Hugh Freeze is your head coach?
1: No, I'm, I'm not shocked. Um, I really thought that from the beginning, this wouldn't really get past Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze. Um, it just kind of felt natural that those two were the options, strictly speaking football at this moment, that those were the options. That would get Auburn back competitive uh, quickly, and that made sense from a cultural fit standpoint. Um, And that's that's kind of where we ended up. Wayne Kiffin, you know, as you said, didn't work out. The train fell off the rails, so to speak. And then uh, Hugh Freeze ends up being the head coach. And uh, from strictly football, and we we have talked at length about the non-football things, but but from strictly football, I don't think Auburn could uh, have done much better or worse I think that it was it just worked this out really well from um, an offensive schematic sense and from a the way college football is now in an NIL and transfer portal sense that Hugh Freeze makes a lot of sense to get Auburn back on track quickly I thought it was really interesting this past weekend that on college game day they had a uh, segment where they kind of spun a random wheel of questions and whoever was up next it was their turn to answer the question well kirk herb spins the wheel and his question is what um what first year head coach for 2023 will have the will have the lincoln riley year as in bring in all the transfers and have immediate success and he said he frees at auburn no question um, and so i think that that kind of tells you that's what auburn's trying to get Uh, on the field on football field is bring in the talent bring in the exciting offense and get back to having success that Auburn people expect on the football field
0: yeah it it really checks a lot of boxes that the people had now we had all kind of built up as I've already said the idea of Lane Kiffin being the head coach and I I I guess I got to ask this question do you think that Lane Kiffin was the number one choice because if you listen to you know A.D. Cohen uh, the number one choice always was Hugh Freeze, and they were just going through the vetting process and making sure that no other candidates uh interviewed better or showed up better once they went through that process. Do you think Hugh was the number one or Lane was the number one?
1: Uh I, I don't want to call A.D. John Cohen a liar. And so I'm not gonna call him a direct liar, but I do think <laughs> that it is I do think that every time I watch a head coach, brand new head coach press conference is the guy they got was the number one. Is that yes. what seems to be the the company line it is um, so, <laughs> so my my humble opinion i'm gonna say no, uh, but I do think that if we had we had a similar one a one b situation here right. um but if if we're if we're putting bullet points ahead of each other i I do think Lane was ahead of you.
0: Yeah. Listen, that's us outside looking in. They know the process. We don't. So it's not us calling them liar. It's just kind of we're only operating off the information we have. Lane seemed to check most of the boxes. But here we are with Hugh Freeze. Freeze warnings, ironically, around the country start coming in about the time that he gets hired. And now, actually, it's kind of warm here in Marietta where I am. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. This feels like a little bit of return to form. In a sense, of Gus Malzahn esque, uh, same type of coaching mentality, demeanor, um, values. To you know, really for the most part, and it just it kind of feels like we went back to where some familiar territory already has arrived. So, Austin, your thoughts on good thing, bad thing? What, what's your thoughts on that?
1: uh you know I think it's a good thing I really like I think this is kind of the way but this is the kind of area that Auburn has kind of carved themselves out to be is to um, have an exciting offense that that resembles kind of things that go quickly uh and and when we've tried to divert from that in the past it hasn't worked out well and I don't mm-hmm. just mean in Brian Hartston instance I mean even we go back to 2012 and gene Chiswick trying to yes kind of thank you. shift to pro uh, um it, it just hasn't worked out well and and that's just not the nature of the sport really anymore right?
0: right um
1: and so i think that it's it's worked out better for auburn to go back to that kind of forward thinking uh, uh in terms of how the game is played as far as values that word is going to cause a bunch of people to shift in their seat uh (laughs) regarding Hugh Freeze specifically but I Um, said it (laughs) and fair enough and and I think but I think you've seen throughout the week pointing questions to Coach Freeze and and him answer those to the best of his ability you might not like his answers and that's totally fine but I think he also recognized that and I thought he put it at a great point when he said at the end of his press conference is that now he was speaking to about recruiting at Auburn wasn't special, but I think it points to himself as well. And, and the questions about his characters is, is you just going to have to wait and see, you're just going to have to come to Auburn and see how this thing gets moving, how coach freeze gets moving in a, in a role in a position that is much more elevated again. Um, and if he's deserved that, and and I think that he understands the magnitude of the position he's now right. in, and the questions that people have against him, um, and I think we should all be hoping that he does understand that, and he gets those things, and he has had those things corrected in his own life, and that, and that we all benefit from that. Because if, if, if we, be, if he, Coach Freeze and his family benefit from a, a changed lifestyle, Auburn is going to benefit from a changed lifestyle, and we all want Auburn to succeed.
0: No, I completely agree. And this kind of analogy came to my mind this week. And I think we discussed it on our Wednesday night live stream. Um, And and when I say this, because this is going to get people stirred up now to jump back on to the Brian Harson hating, and that's not what I'm trying to do here. But because when he made that video or the au productions who continues to make me cry all the time i stop it what are you doing um but they made their intro video you know the saying that we all kind of had fun with especially after his left after he was uh, fired is just watch well when yeah. you hear Hugh Freeze, his catch line not in an intro video but so far is come and see and so i i find it interesting that there's a and maybe i'm digging way too deep into something like that but that's what i do i mean i'm a content creator <laughs> So I got to create content sometimes out of nothing. But to me, one was a command, a declaration. You, you must, you have to do this. One is an invitation. And so I think that's what Hugh has done. He's invited you to come and see my team, come and see my program, come and see me and see if I live up to the things that I, you know, say that I've changed in my life. And so to me, that's a very hat in hand type of way to approach this and i value that a lot not to say that harson meant it that way but it's just those two sayings kept ringing back and forth in my head about how different this era i think is going to be it's an invitation which i think will draw more people in over time as opposed to just watch it's more of a for lack of a better term arrogant (laughs)
1: sure yeah way to i think that's a great i think that's a great way to put it and I think it's going to be a slow kind of unification of the Auburn family. And and let's be honest, not everyone is always going to, or not everyone is going to eventually jump on this train. And and that's fine. Um, you know, I think, and as much as I hate to say this, the way I'm going to say it is I think as success on the field happens, more people will, will be able to join on and, and jump on that and put those feelings aside. Now, yep. those feelings about, what has happened off the field with Coach Freeze, um, you know, I don't, I don't disregard those. And I think absolutely there are certain not. individuals who absolutely have a a serious and uh, righteous concern about it. And and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying that um, you need to just agree with it because he's a good coach. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I think that we are all – have. Sort of a somewhat obligation to be able to see how a person reacts when they're put back into a position where they failed before, um, and and that's where we're at. And so we'll we'll see. We're all gonna watch and see at the same time. And uh, I, for me personally, I'm really hoping, of course, that on the field success comes for Auburn football, and then we can get back into um, the conversation like this weekend of the college football playoff and and being in in conference championships. Um, but I personally really am hoping to see success off the field and in their personal life of coach freeze um because i'm i'm a sucker for a great story and a happy oh, ending kyle and and i think that that to see that kind of um what's the word i'm looking for to see that kind of rebuild and to see yep. that a life change like that that's something that we should all be very excited for regardless when someone so publicly ends up failing and and embarrasses themselves and and has hit rock bottom that they're able to climb their way back up and and for me that personally that that'd be an exciting thing to see and for auburn to benefit then all the more
0: it's it's something we all should be hoping for for ourselves for him and in many ways it's the auburn story of finding a way to pick yourself back up to heights you never thought that you could reach in in the beginning Yep. as you and i talked about uh when we conceive this show sometimes you know we talk a lot of sports here and we can we're going to continue to talk about sports let's be honest but i like to just mix it up every once in a while and just chat it up about something tying it back to auburn and and i get the feeling that we could talk about this particular topic you have no clue where i'm going with this by the way (laughs) this is like scary zero (laughs) zero i think you're gonna be fine with it though um I have the feeling that we're going to have a lot more things to discuss, especially sports coming up. So we will table maybe some discussions about like assistant coaches and things like that. And basketball, that's going to be kicking into high gear here too. Uh, Very, very, and sorry going, but the discussion part of it, let's talk about Christmas time at Auburn or just for the Auburn fan and things that come to mind with that. Cause obviously you as an Auburn resident have the chance to partake in some of those you weren't able to because of obviously being sick right now and still trooping through here with us. But I also, you know, think of some other things around Christmas time at Auburn, for those of you that are watching the live recording. So sorry for those of you on the podcast version on the audio only there's, you know, somewhat Christmas lights back here behind me. So every Christmas I put these out for you guys, I'm going to figure out a better way to put them up. You got any Christmas like Auburn lights specifically Austin? Uh, I don't, I I guess uh, I'm looking
1: at yours. Uh, there's uh, your Christmas auburn lights, just orange and blue. Alternating yeah, they
0: don't lights. show up as well. Now I can see it's always mirrored on the camera here. So this is great audio content right here, but like, yeah, so it's a blue and an orange. It doesn't show up as well because of the lighting in here. Um, in a perfect world, I have a different studio where these it's the walls pushed back a little bit. This is the This is the stuff y'all wanted to know, right? Um, <laughs> where those are more in shadows and you can see, Uh, them light up a little bit more but yes they are actually licensed auburns well they say auburn specific it's got a logo on the box but there's nothing auburn on them specifically that says auburn outside of their colors maybe like it's the exact shade of blue and the exact shade of uh, orange i don't know i'm looking at them now to me it looks a little bit florida blue but that's yeah neither here nor there at this point. So so no no Auburn Christmas lights for you, sir? Uh,
1: Not that I can think of Auburn Christmas specific. Um, I'm trying to think about if we ever had an Auburn Santa Claus growing up or anything like that. The only thing that comes to mind is uh, my senior year at Auburn, uh, I came home for Christmas break and my dad had gotten his Christmas tree. We had real trees growing up. My dad had gotten his Christmas tree and uh, had set it up in his living room and went to work. And uh, he had not decorated it or anything like that. And I was home and I thought, well, I could decorate it for him. Uh, And this was, I guess, a couple weeks fresh after beating Alabama in 2017. And so I said, I, I started to get the ornaments out. I put a few on the tree. I'm looking through the Auburn ornaments we had. I'm obviously prioritizing those first. And then I just decided, well, why not just drape some toilet paper over this thing and wrap it around the tree? And, and so <laughs> I, I started at the bottom, wrapped it all the way around, went all the way up and uh, didn't finish the roll, but but made the rest of the roll and just kind of put it on the very top. And and that was it. And, and he, he seemed to like it. I think it, he might have thought it was a little bit lazy approach to to decorating the tree. Uh, but it certainly had an Auburn flair, and uh, we kept it up like that for the, for the rest of that year. So I was pretty proud of it.
0: Let, let me let me make sure I'm hearing this correctly. You literally rolled your Christmas tree, Tumor's Cornerstone. Yes,
1: that's exactly wow. right.
0: That's commitment right there, sir. Now, what happens when your tree gets poisoned by an Alabama fan, and then suddenly you're it's dying? Like, do you have to string up little things across the living room like they did across Tumor's Corner for us to for you to roll? Is that how that works?
1: you're talking about the wires that the wires that did not work. What a horrible, horrible (laughs) idea. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not hating on those individuals because they They did what they could and had to do what they could, but Oh my gosh, those wires were absolutely terrible. (laughs) Yes.
0: That's what I'm imagining now. If, and here's what I also imagine is like little Harvey Updike. Well, may again, I know this is not controversial to say may he rest in peace. I don't wish ill will on anybody. Um, so that's going to get some people fired up that I had the audacity to say that, but, uh, I just, in, I envisioned someone like him sneaking in in a Santa outfit to put the presents under the tree. But then actually, as he like turns around, like in full view of a camera or something, it's got like an Alabama a on it. And he's like putting poison <laughs> in the, the water under the tree, or he's cutting the wire under your artificial tree.
1: That's what I, is like. he in a bright, is he in a bright green furry suit too? He has <laughs> yeah. the green
0: <laughs> yes that's more like it not saying it all it's the grinch literally That's that's all it is so forget you know you're a mean one mr grinch you're a mean one mr updike is what it should be for our fans that
1: we'll we'll get um what's his, what's thank I'm you for getting his name yes the, son of you're, crow, your son of crow. State. yes we'll get son of crow to make us a, a new song drew crowson
0: i think is what his name is on, yes, on his, yes. <laughs> that'd be perfect that, that's exactly so here's what we're gonna do right now at son of crow two, i think is on twitter i need people to who are watching live especially to tweet him and say we have a request for you to make an auburn specific christmas song you know to the tune of the grinch but about harvey updike and alabama fans you're a mean one mr updike or something like that that would that would work really well that's a way that you can really uh tie all of that stuff together i can't get that vision out of my head now but i'm also ashamed austin since we're just stuck on the top of lights and christmas trees here that i've never thought to roll my christmas tree too and now i'm highly tempted to go down there as soon as we're done here and do that myself and see what my wife thinks it's a brilliant it it
1: was it looked really good i thought and uh, i was pretty impressed with it now i will say that that is not what Auburn university does to their christmas tree that's on sanford lawn that stays up year round by the way yeah um i, I wouldn't they do not roll their christmas tree uh but they do have a big lighting ceremony and things and things like that and
0: did you go to that
1: in college Kyle, when and they would have uh,
0: austin you can take my auburn card i never did that i'm sorry
1: oh, no free hot chocolate and cookies
0: i know i'm sorry and didn't they used to do uh obby claws in front of it isn't that how it used to go down
1: they did. Uh Cause is a big, big deal now. Though. Yeah. it is. got like yeah, register and pre register and all the things. But I, I we went a couple of times to the lighting uh to, to snag some free cookies and hot chocolate. But of course, it was always it hot chocolate at like seventy two degrees outside too. <laughs>
0: But, see, look, as a starving college student, as I was – I wasn't starving, but I was exactly. always searching for the next free meal or snack. That would have been right up my alley. I can't tell you, Austin, how many things and events I went to with no intention of signing up or joining or anything like that just because I knew they had free food. Like That, that oh, was wow. like my MO. So as cookies, every college student should. Yes. Cookies would have been right up my alley. I am a especially if they were chocolate chip cookies. I know everybody likes these Christmas cookie things. You know what? My wife is really good at making those sugar cookies with like the the really decorative icing. Like she even I bought her like a kit one time for Christmas. She should make some obby ones now or something like that. Christmas cookies with like auburn things on it. You could even like do a Christmas tree one with the, with the Austin TP toilet paper running up and down. <laughs> yeah,
1: There you go. I, I'm I also, that's what, go ahead. I think that's what the, you know, if you can add a little Auburn player to any Christmas tradition, then why not?
0: I'm also envisioning now, cause you said you put the toilet paper roll with the end of it on top of the tree. Is that what you did?
1: Yes. Yeah. Like oh. on the stem at the top where people would normally put their stars
0: or angel or whatever so whether yes, yes, something yes. beautiful and bright you put the end of a toilet paper roll that's yes
1: and i i a... might have written the final score of the iron bowl that year on it i can't remember okay if that's
0: true or not that's fair the, i will accept that now but here's what i need you to do this year next year whatever i need you to actually make like a paper towels paper towel a toilet paper roll star like you know take one and put little stars off the end of it as I do it off screen here live.
1: <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Form it, origami it into a star.
0: And if you want to get really good with it, then you string some lights through it to have like one light come out of each end of that toilet paper roll star. And then you have just got, you have, you have become the ultimate Auburn Christmas tree person.
1: You and I are nowhere near creative enough to get this done. Uh, but we for yourself, were sir. Enough- <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not sure that now, you know, that was in my college days and also my single days. And I'm not sure as a married person that has no really say over whether or not the toilet paper rolling of a tree is allowed or not anymore. I'm not sure that's going to fly. Yeah. Um, and, and as we've mentioned my wife's also pregnant and I'm not going to cross her on, uh, on a Christmas tree rolling right now. So I'll pass when I yeah, have you... some backup with the two boys next year. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll go then.
0: By the way, have you announced that it was two boys here? I know we announced your birth, that you're having, you know, kids, but like, did we announce it was two boys here?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't, well, maybe then, not. Now that you said breaking that, news. How about that? My breaking news, Mike drop. It's two boys,
0: two boys, you know, little Christmas gift. You're newsed. right.
1: I don't, I don't think we did because we were talking about if they were to play a sport at the same time and if they were both one on men's basketball, one on women's basketball, because we didn't know yet. So I think you're right. Yeah, two boys.
0: Well, that's how we're going to end the show there. Breaking news for Austin again that he's having two twin boys. So congrats to Austin on that a little early christmas knowledge that you guys can celebrate together so that was a fun That's little right. topic i had no clue where it was going to go and i'm so glad that it did because i had no clue that someone rolled their own tree for christmas <laughs> and now you know folks i i i'm probably betting someone else has done that but we'll, we'll put like a question out on social media and see if anybody else has rolled their own tree indoor tree for christmas so yeah all that indoor being said, tree All that being said, we have discussed a lot. Volleyball, new head coach, more of that going to be discussed on future episodes and getting us started on the Christmas season here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 15 of the Auburn Experience Podcast with myself and Austin. Austin, where can they find you if they want to talk some more rolling trees, Christmas trees in their own house?
1: Yeah, I'll try and find a picture of it so I can show people proper technique and and maybe
0: do a tutorial video.
1: But uh, Austin G Scott is where you can ask for all those questions and uh, and send me your own rolled trees if it so inspires you.
0: Yep, I, I would also try to do that, but I also am trying to play it safe with my wife too, just because I don't want to make her mad at all. And if, I've already done some things on the outside of my house with lights that make me rival Clark Griswold. I think I'm pushing it, so none of that for me right now. With that being said, thank you all so much for being here. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, not at Tiger Eye, at Kyle Loomis24 if you want to talk some more. We appreciate you hanging out with us for this episode. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle, everybody.